0: Welcome to Land Sharks after dark and favorite podcast about the Land Shark, the old Miss Land Sharks. Is that, is that right? Is that the proper part of Land I'm your host. The I'm Rebels.
1: Just... ever going to get rid of the Rebels. Right. The Keep
0: thinking that, John. Keep telling yourself that that, uh, that we'll never get rid of that very offensive team name that we have. Uh, I'm your host, Justin Sanders. You just heard my co-host, John Stefancic, there. Uh, we got a special guest sitting in. I don't know how much he's going to talk, but uh, our good friend, Austin Miller, is there with John. In uh, New Hampshire, and we're we're talking about Ole Miss back in the win column for the first time since week two, right? Coming off of losses to Cal, Alabama, and Auburn, got Vanderbilt at home, um, scored a lot more than they than they had against Bama and Auburn and Cal, Uh, and just generally looked better. Um, You know, it was it was it was a good week for the football team. Not that it really matters that much right like what is what is this one really worth I mean the the number one thing is not going 0-8 in the SEC but let's get uh let's get John's opinion on this I, I take it you watch the game John um, what do you what do you think about this uh three and three Ole Miss football team
1: well the very um li- I'll say the dishonest narrative that, oh, Mm -hmm. they figured stuff out in the second half against Auburn.
0: Right, which you heard it a lot (laughs) during the broadcast.
1: Dishonest from the the standpoint of Auburn through the scout team out
0: there. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So doing anything against that should not be taken very serious. Nope. But they convinced themselves that they should take it serious. And you know what? It actually translated to the field on Saturday. Yeah, apparently
0: it worked because they played with some, some confidence for sure. They looked,
1: They looked, maybe it was Vandy's slow, but they looked a little bit quicker on defense. Mm-hmm. They're not, not the guys, but they, they look more decisive in what they were doing.
0: Yeah. The that's from simplifying, John, and you mocked it. And you mocked that we were going to simplify. Well, we've simplified to the point where we can win, apparently.
1: Yeah, apparently. That, that's the formula. Or maybe you just get a team that got beat by, mm-hmm. uh, beat, lost to Bama about as bad as we did. So mm-hmm. that would yeah, be the and
0: other- then had to play Georgia the week after that and probably... To they gave confidence up a real blow.
1: hundred yards rushing to Jordan Wilkins, a real hundred yards. Yeah. So what's
0: up? What what are we attributing the Jordan Wilkins? Is it purely based on opponent? Is is how well he plays? I mean, he ran hard. I'll give him that for sure. Um, I I don't think it's scheme. Right? Longo's not uh, figuring out the run game over here. Right, I mean, what are we what are we crediting with this? Oh, waiting for Puig to like. Yeah, I know. We're we're watching. I think we both have the Cubs game here. We just had a little mild collision in the outfield here in the first inning, but uh, nothing came from it for Chris Bryant. Did you see Puig in that game last night? He was out of his mind.
1: I missed that.
0: He hit a he hit a monster homer, but he also called a, a two RBI double in the gap. That was pretty funny. Pretty Puig like. Very Puig. Well, yeah. okay. It's such a goofball. I like that though. He probably should have let the center fielder take that one. Um, he should. Have. Oh well. Back to Wilkins. What's what's the deal with that? What what is why hasn't Jordan Wilkins looked like that the first uh, five games of the season?
1: I think he's finally healthy. I guess. Then he has pretty much his entire career. If you're going to talk, you're going to need to sit here. He
0: got he got injured in uh, fall camp, right?
1: Yeah, so, he tweaked his knee. Apparently.
0: I think that's part
1: of it. I think the other thing, too, is that...
0: The offensive Ol- line looked better, right? I mean, the offensive Ol- line was more confident.
1: This guy run for 100 yards, and they're actually, like, made the feature back. Like, right. Freeze always rotated guys, mm-hmm. and they were, I mean... Well, they didn't really able to run the ball for anything. But they actually got Wilkins 20 carries, or whatever right. it was. Eight, eight, and if you do that, the guy's got a better chance of going to 100 yards.
0: Well, and then and then people were talking about Swinney breaking that long run at the end. I thought he looked real slow in that run. I did. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't real inspired about him. Him having big runs in games that weren't already put away after that. But I don't know. I think
1: Pimental's the best back yes. physically. Yeah, Why? I, I think so. Yeah, but whatever. They won a game. Good. Good for the team for trying. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, they could have so easily completely given up on the season by now. A win
1: like that helps Matt Luke with whatever he's going to do next. I, I don't see him being the next head coach at all.
0: No, I think it helps a lot just keeping keeping focus in practice. I mean, if they, if they had really tried like that and gotten beat again, I think they probably would have been that much closer to just completely giving up. I mean, already in a season where you can't go to a bowl game, when you're recruited for, you know – to play in big bowls and all that stuff that Freeze told these kids it's 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 easy to imagine them already giving up on the season as soon as you learn about the bowl man
1: i'll bet bet anything most of this team sits there and says you know what we're a seven and five team that means we're going to liberty bowl if we were actually in a bowl right so who cares i'd go home for christmas than play in the effing liberty bowl yeah so it's probably in a way so – there's a way to easily talk yourself into, <laughs> into supporting the bowl band. <laughs> supporting Especially the bowl band like three games. Yeah. Like you're mm-hmm. not going to go to a good bowl, so forget it.
0: Yeah, the other I think, thing I, I think they're that, finding small little little things to latch on to. I mean, and it's, it's largely fake news, a lot of the stats um, about, you know, how good the receivers are and how good Shea is, passed to them and all that because, I mean – that, I, mean, I don't know, you are watching the game, right? So early on they were showing all those stats where Shea leads the SEC and all of this stuff, and it just makes me think of that, you know, very famous saying, lies, damn lies, and statistics. I mean, when you're 2-3 and three with three ugly losses, only one of which was even close, it uh, was even a game in the end, I just I, I, don't see a ton of value in statistics at that point. I mean, it seems more like what we talked about the last couple shows about Longo on his DVDs saying part of my system is running up the score and running up the yards. Apparently, video game numbers, all of that. Um, so whatever. But I guess my my bigger point here is if the guys like Shea and DK and AJ and Van and DeMarcus Lodge, if they take pride in that stuff, I mean, you know, they have to find some other motivations for this season. It's not going to be a bowl game. It's not going to be championship. So. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's what they're working towards. Maybe they care about the statistic. I think they care about the highlight plays. They care about film for maybe going to the draft one day. So I think they have to find other reasons to get up for every game. And I don't know. I, I think yesterday kind of was, uh, I, I guess, a, a step in the right direction for that. They seemed externally motivated.
1: I think it's almost in a way they're finding, in a way, more genuine reasons to play and care as opposed to, oh, you know do it for the school well the school can do something to screw you do it for you know the team there's going to be some knucklehead you don't like but if you're doing it do audition for the next coach or set yourself up to transfer or your marquise haynes trying to put some draft him out there for the nfl i mean and that's kind of for them it gives them more incentive and then you look at it from hey you know these guys are all trying to do the same let's go out there and Luke appears to have kept the team together. Has been...
0: I, I'm actually impressed with the mental, the seeming mental state of the team. I mean, I think the defensive line play was a good example of this because we know, uh, you know, I'm thinking of one in particular person in the middle of that defensive line that has, has been very moody in the past has been against certain coaches and maybe had you know, entire seasons of non-production that we, that we were told had to do with attitude. Of course, talking about Breland speaks, um, to see him out there playing with enthusiasm, to see, what was it, like seven sacks or something, uh, I, I just think it shows that they're, they're not giving up on the season. And like you but said, Luke's me, Luke's doing something right.
1: You're telling me we need to keep Freddie Roach for cohesiveness to get the most out of Breland Speaks next year?
0: I like Freddie Roach. I, I've said it before, I think Freddie Roach is one of the few people on the staff that has like a bright future. I don't think Longo is going to be an SEC coordinator at many more places. I think Freddie Roach probably. i Freddie Roach could end up being a head coach in ten years. We'll see. Freddie, there's there's a bold take. He's a player's coach. He comes off. uh, I I know the Saban tree is necessarily the most developed, but I don't think that means that all coaches that coach for the best coach in the country are going to end up not having fruitful careers. We'll see. Uh, Yeah. I mean, we, I think we all agree that recruiting is a cornerstone of, of any good SEC program. And I think being a coach like Freddie Roach that gets buy-in from the guys and is younger and energetic, I, I, think, I think that bodes well to be a good recruiter. We'll see.
1: I think from the mental standpoint, Luke's done a good job. Team plays hard. I think they do play for each other. And it's, you know, I just talked about you know, here's all the reasons they should give a shit for themselves. But
0: yeah, they
1: do generally play for each other.
0: There's a lot um, of there's a lot of toxicity outside the program. I'm sure that, that kind of leads to a solidarity among them. You know, no one knows all the shit they've been through except for them.
1: But the other thing, too, is, I mean, Luke's done well mentally. That team, I've never seen a team commit so many dumb penalties in my life. I mean, how many times are they going to jump off sides on both sides yeah. of the line?
0: It's not good. No, that's, yeah, that's another thing, right? Like, emotionally, he's doing a good job as the coach, but... Coaching is more Sports than just
1: conduct from the sidelines after the holding call. Oh, my I mean, God.
0: So what was, what's the deal there? I didn't see that. What was what was the
1: – Whoever the line coach is was, like, just going nuts over the call. When Bolden held him too long, Bolden committed a stupid play.
0: Oh, yeah, coach... he did. He did. I remember this play. I remember Bolden clearly holding. It's so dumb. But that's what happens when you hold. It get the big runs, get called back. So. That's I mean, funny, though. Hey, hey, man, just a little bit of fire. It's like Joe Madden getting kicked out of that game last night. We're just we're trying to get the guys up a little bit. It's fine. Get the
1: guys up. There yeah. you
0: go. Yeah. yeah anyway. um, uh, what, are, I, what are takeaways do you guys have from yesterday? You know,
1: we said Phil Longo probably was not going to coordinate, and I agree with that. But, I mean, maybe Longo's figuring out. To, of course. What,
0: what do we attribute to, the offensive success to yesterday? Like, was it was it the defense being out of place? Think, was the scheme better? I don't. I don't. I guess. I think better
1: athletes. I think almost had better. Athletes yeah, I would agree. Did. Yeah. I think the other thing too is that AJ Brown being healthy, right, sets the rest of the offense.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You no, know, you were saying stat. I agree. The stats are all crap, but. I don't no, I mean AJ
0: is clearly the, the best stats receiver. Are,
1: and AJ's got big stats, but AJ deserves big stats because he's the reason. He's the guy, yeah, go he's on. the most important player on the offense. He's more important than Shea.
0: Yeah, I think you might be right about that because most of Shea's big passes to AJ go over about ten yards in the air, and then you got AJ Brown making five people miss and and deceptive speed for his size getting to the end zone. I I think of all the stats, uh, AJ's are like the most legit because he works hard for those yards. I mean. He's a guy that looks about like Laquan Treadwell, uh, but he does not move like Laquan Treadwell with the ball in his hands. I I think A.J. Brown is a lot more of a burner that can get away from uh, safeties and corners. I think A.J. Brown is really, really good at making people miss. Um, And I don't know know if he makes as many circus catches as Laquan, but I'm not ready to say he doesn't. He has really sure hands. I think he's
1: got Laquan's hands... And not quite Moncrief's speed, but no. He's, but
0: to be a slot physical guy, he has a lot of speed.
1: He's he's gonna be he he has it. I don't see why he won't be a good pro receiver. He'll be a, he'll be a three and done.
0: Yeah, agree. As he should be. And,
1: so, so next year is his last year. Yeah, I mean, and maybe look if they we don't I, we don't have to get into this for twenty minutes any stretch, but if they. If they only get a one-year ball ban, which I mean, it's funny. North North Carolina officially won against the NCAA, which yeah. it cost it cost them eighteen million in legal fees. But it, this Ole Miss is going to up losing eighteen million bucks at the end of the day between the way they went about it.
0: Yeah, so that that UNC announcement that uh, the fake classes didn't break in any NCAA rules because they were available for regular students too. I don't know if you saw this, but um, kind of coincided interestingly with the announcement of the Booster 14 scholarship fund uh anyone it turns out anyone is now eligible for a $10,000 payment um you know one time if you talk to Phyllis so that's that was a smart move i think from Booster 14 to set that up that's probably going to protect him i'm joking of course no reaction over there but uh that's what he sh- that's what he should have done
1: I'm. I miss that. Um, I'm not surprised that. This... No,
0: I'm kidding. I'm kidding, John. It's a joke. That didn't happen. Come on. Uh, but I wish. Yeah. I wish it did. I wish he had done that. See,
1: um, I'm just shell shocked that anybody would even would even come up with anything sensible, and logical
0: out of. Right. Some some sort of a smart workaround. No, I mean uh, the the real takeaway though, like in that same exact kind of vein. Um, a lot of people say that the the Tunzel loaner car thing. Really wasn't that out of the ordinary for the way Cannon Motors operated. Now I don't know for sure, you know that's that's Ole Miss biased people, uh, but a lot of people talk about how they, you know, they had loaner cars for long periods of time um, when their car was in the shop and all that, blah blah blah. So if you're trying to make a parallel between the UNC case, and I don't think that they're gonna, the COI is gonna see it that way. But to me, that's the one thing in Ole Miss's accusations where it's kind of the same deal, where it's like, well, was the athlete really getting preferential treatment, or does the NCAA? uh just have like a draconian set of rules that it puts on athletes that you know no normal citizen is expected to to follow. Um th- yeah, I mean the, the the UNC case is crazy. They just totally thundered their nose at uh NCAA and it it worked out. Um I honestly don't know what kind of bearing it has on on Old Miss's ruling. I can see both I can see both directions where you know this is good news for Old Miss, the NCAA can't do anything anymore. It's toothless. And I can see, well, you know, UNC got off on a technicality and that's just going to make the NCAA want to double down on Ole Miss harder. Um, I don't know. It really, again, we're just waiting here. That's all we can do anymore with the COI is just wait and see what happens.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think the UNC thing really impacts the Ole Miss thing much one way or the other. Essentially, McCrady thinks, seems to think they're just going to get one year. that The whole Leo Lewis – NCAA case in front of the C O I did not go very well for the NCAA.
0: Did he say that he said that recently? Or is his...
1: he, he, he said that on the Rebel Pu- Grove podcast. This is public gotcha. info. Gotcha. We talk about it in no sweat. Oh, um, I'm not
0: worried about that. I just hadn't I don't listen to their podcast that much. Dude.
1: But yeah, he in I don't know and who knows? I mean he I'm not gonna I mean, the old miss media in general has been mm-hmm. overly favorable and wrong on their takes throughout Absolutely. this whole Yeah. Uh,
0: and and let's let's remember the sources that are talking about what happened inside the room at Covington. Exact same sources that fed all that BS to the to the beat reporters before. I'm just saying yeah. they were talking about the exact same people. So that's just something to keep in mind.
1: And this is not. So I'm not putting any stock at all. Any real, I would never bet on what I'm about to say. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, my gut. I guess if you put a gun to my head, I think that. I tend to think there probably was something that happened there that wasn't that clean for Leo and the committee because Leo's an idiot. There's no way he's going to be able to answer the question.
0: And and like, I mean, we've we've made fun of Ole Miss for all of the damning evidence against them, but there were lots of holes in Leo Lewis's story as we talked about. He's documented changing his story several times. Uh, basically, the rumor out of Covington that he presented. His fourth version of the story that he actually ended up saying he didn't take any money from Ole Miss, all of that, it's not at all beyond the realm of believability. I mean, this it kind of fits right in line with the whole Leo Lewis saga. So I agree with you, John. I, I tend to think something happened there, but the question is, does it matter for Ole Miss? Is it really enough to stave off that second-year bull ban? I don't know.
1: Whereas the NCAA just gotten tired of Ole Miss, and it's just like, let's just say, you know what, here it is, let's move on. I
0: don't know. I don't know. I, I think I don't see it that way because it seems to me like the NCAA still needs their scalp. They need their pound of flesh. And, yes, they're probably tired of Ole Miss, but they would be even more upset if after all the crap that Ole Miss has pulled, they were able to walk away. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And, again, I mean, the the really the biggest thing to keep in mind with all of this is that the enforcement staff, the people that we know have this heart on for going after Ole Miss and Freeze aren't the people that make this decision. And we've talked about it before. You know, The COI is made up of administrators, uh, athletic directors, people like that from other schools, academics basically, uh, some of them. Um, so that really – I think sometimes we get so caught up in how the investigations have gone, uh, we, can, we forget this really is a whole new chapter with a whole new set of – Set of eyes and ears and people judging this, so I don't think anybody really knows how they're gonna come down on this.
1: <clears throat> I guess Austin and I were talking about this a bit. I guess where I was going with this is back to AJ Brown being three and done. I think my my sense is that the odds of Shea staying are increasing over time, hmm. particularly, and I think they're particularly high if they only get a one year ban. So he then would have to throw a year to transfer. Yeah. And if they bring, whoever, if they just bring in somebody decent or solid as a coach,
0: yeah, somebody with any sort of momentum and buzz.
1: Because here, here's your pitch to, here's your pitch to Shea. And, and I guess it also depends: is Greg Little going to stay or not? If they uh-huh. if they have to throw a year to transfer, then transfer becomes less
0: appealing. Absolutely, I, that's the factor. You can keep because
1: is Rod Taylor a? He's a senior this year, but you got Givens, you got Greg Little. If they point you'll have an okay O-line and you'll have A.J. Brown to throw to and your defense is not that good so you're going to get and
0: to just, I mean I, I think we're not really giving D.K. as dude D.K. is super legit number three play on Sports Center yesterday with that catch yeah, around the defender's body he's
1: exceptionally talented he's not as he's not as polished of a receiver as A.J. is right now I think now, it's but, also
0: harder to be productive on the outside than in the slot but I don't know uh, it depends um
1: but could, and could DK take a, take another step forward and just become an unstoppable force? Absolutely possible.
0: Well, I think the more AJ's profile grows, the the more space DK is going to have to make big plays. Right. Yeah,
1: and, that, and I think that's part of what. when they were saying in the broadcast yesterday that. Mason was looking at film, going Metcalf was the guy that really scared him, just from a physical standpoint. And see, that's
0: I think that's it. He's a game breaker, but but then that, there's just too much on the field to focus on any of them.
1: Focus because you focus on one, the other. Yeah, one, they're you know, gonna
0: they're gonna throw it at the other one. Yeah, and, and which, then and then you're focusing on both of them. And Demarcus Lodge is wide freaking open at the at the one yard line.
1: And hell, even you know, you know Dawson Knox is actually yeah. kind of a player
0: yeah so and and the schedule the schedule is favorable they're they're gonna they're gonna have a lot of big yardage games at the very least i think going forward this season
1: point is and the other thing too is that if okay you stick around for a guy for a year if it doesn't work and you hate the guy then you can probably grad transfer at that point yeah don't sit out a year yeah so you get to go you still get to go move somewhere else
0: i mean that's a good point
1: so maybe this gets to a spot where okay, they win six games. I think they beat Arkansas. They beat is it Lafayette or Montana Lafayette.
0: Lafayette. Lafayette.
1: That's five. So even if that's all they do, yeah. I
0: I mean not, I'm I'm not ready dumpster. to go on. Sorry, John. Finish your thought. I'm sorry.
1: Not a complete dumpster fire.
0: Yeah, I agree. If one year ban. You
1: probably more likely than not keep those guys. So. That, now, those guys things shouldn't make or break who you hire and why you hire somebody but there's probably a chance where it comes because if shea stays next year they can probably win six-ish games which is enough to say okay they're not to- they're not a complete dumpster fire they're just well
0: they're going i mean freeze freeze took a six win season his first year and got a ton of recruitment with them off that had a had a top five class exactly so the right coach in your
1: then you're good enough to say, hey, you come here and play. We need You, you play immediately, we'll you're going to go make a difference.
0: Yeah, and then we're right back to what we saw with Freeze. I mean, there's a lot of factors here. There's a lot of variables. But if these things fall into place, I think we're back to where we were, where you're recruiting a lot of big-name guys because early playing time is really appealing <laughs> right said, now. I've
1: said they're going to suck for three years. Maybe they don't. I mean, turnarounds happen pretty quick. I mean, okay,
0: think about, think about where you can play early in the SEC West. Very, very few options yeah arkansas and old miss right now uh you, you could go
1: to lsu tomorrow and if you can play you're on the
0: field i don't know there's a but you're, you're there's a lot of talent you got to compete with yeah well i'm need just def- saying it's a rare it's a rare pitch to say to a four or five star you can come here and ball out as a freshman against hey, alabama
1: thing now Ole miss has the advantage of saying we've had four first rounders lately yeah Moncrief's a steady name. All these other guys. Laquan they,
0: Ron made a highlight play today. Maybe he's he's emerging a little bit. They actually have enough
1: NFL pull from that because now <clears throat> people are now for, people are going to forget about the Tunsil Bong video and look at the fact that he. Is that a, they cut Brandon Albert to move him over yeah, to left. He's tackle. a baller.
0: Uh, that's what's so funny, is when the Dolphins drafted Tunzel, you heard from the haters with safe answer, whatever, like, haha, he's gonna have to play guard. They already have Brandon Alberts. It's like, yeah, uh, what if he's so good that they cut him to make him the left tackle? That kind of blows up your whole narrative, right? And yeah, Tunzel, I think I think Tunzel, I think Greg Little, who they said during the broadcast yesterday, was definitely gonna be playing in the NFL. Um, those two guys I think are gonna help a lot with your oh, offensive Greg- line recruiting. L- going to play in the nfl probably but he is nowhere near as good as Tom. Right, so but the next i'm just saying for the next 10 years with those two guys i think you're going to have an easier time recruiting linemen if you can keep them happy keep them coming back around the program you know doing all those things that sending the tweets hanging out on the sidelines i think that's a huge boon for I think, your of line recruiting
1: i think part of this team playing hard is they overall they have to they have to generally like their day-to-day environment in their lives day to day because otherwise you would if you i mean they're not depressed is the point mm-hmm. so from that i mean i think all that i think that shows that Olmes miss has an environment in general that you know people want to go and enjoy t- attending school there so i'm not trying we to be should, camp- as
0: the as the season goes on close. we should try to figure out who other than uh deontay anderson just really, really couldn't handle the, the bowl ban thing because it seems like most of the stars that we were expecting, are, took it pretty well and they're they're having somewhat productive seasons. You know, let's take <laughs> out the <laughs> Auburn and Bama game
1: last minutes for those guys to go get injured. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's the bottom line, or get or you know, or have something happen to screw up their NFL career.
0: Yeah, I mean, that bowl games are if you're an NFL future NFL player, what the hell do you need bowl games for, and what do they you accomplish know- for you? Bowl games
1: are I mean, they're they're totally
0: useless.
1: I mean, players hate bowl games. And the fact that Ole Miss is out there playing her every week just to me further proves that. Well
0: that's why and that's that's why you have to schedule <coughs> all that stuff around the bowl game and all the stuff for the players to do because they're like without And they still don't give a shit because yeah. they're
1: on they'd rather be in new orleans on their own
0: yeah i mean they don't they don't they don't like it but uh it's really just it's just extra hours you got to put into your unpaid student internship if you're an ncaa football player
1: pretty much and you have to go through more practices yeah they don't want to sit there and do stupid practice shit they're yeah. working out their own. they probably figure out that's a good thing. well
0: and football but, fans love talking about that you know the bowl practices and all that like oh yeah don't you just know the players love that extra work yeah totally
1: i guess i don't know and in, in this in I mean, everybody, anybody's listening to this knows I'll go back and forth on, <laughs> but everybody goes back and forth on takes. That's what we do. Sure. We no, that's absolutely right. That's whole, called
0: being a fan guys.
1: When Frank Wilson's hired, when this is all said, and done, I'm going to go point back to a year ago and say,
0: this is what Frank Wilson is not getting hired. Uh, is Frank Wilson yeah, even but, on our hot board? He better. Be. I don't, well, I don't what, think he is. Oh, he is. He is. He is. He is.
1: What hot board? What hot board?
0: He wait, is on here. I'm That's a good right
1: transition now. point to the next thing. We'll get back to going through the league because there's a lot, and really the nation here, and then we'll look forward here in a minute. But uh, so I've come out and said there is no hot board because I think it's going to be Chad Morris because of an inside job by the Tuie's, And what happens the next week? Jeff Vitter puts a photo out there for the world to see. You want to explain the photo that Jeff posted? You want me to do it?
0: Yeah, why don't you take it, John? I know this is this is one of your um, your passion projects. So the two issue. NBC guys, there's Jeff Vitter, a guy and gal, I should say,
1: just Jeff Vitter, Sharon Vitter, there's Lee Toohey, and there's Sean Toohey. and it's just like who's running the show here? And then there's a picture of Sean Toohey just walking around like he owns the place during the post game press, press conference. Yeah, I wanted to be clear. I had. It, Big boosters walking around the press conference is not a deal at all. They give money. They yeah. can do whatever they want from a where-they-have-standpoint. Exactly. Where they have standpoint. exactly. The, the biggest problem is that there's just way too much smoke around them. the fact that Tui appears to be in Vitter's ear about decision-making. Mm-hmm. The AK contract is all of it. I mean, the fact that Freeze didn't get fired after the second NOA is amazing. Yeah, and I'm not that sure. Is,
0: I'm not sure that that had anything to do with to Sean too. I think there were a ton of dumbass dumbass boosters that supported I think that Freeze spoke
1: to Vitter being not, beholden to certain boosters, yeah. not just yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegedly, Sean too. We get the first allegedly hit. but other stuff too. Hey, oh, 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 Austin, we've gone back for this. Here's a question: What is the more dumbfounding decision? Not firing Freeze after the second NOA. Or Tunsil missing seven games at fifteen. I think it's still Tunsil, but
0: no, I don't think I, so. I think it's Freeze. I think it's, I think it's still Tunsil, just because. Like guys, you we're act- we, the program. After we year. were a championship team that year. You can't risk it on some dumbass left tackle. Come on. What
1: were they gonna do? Then?
0: Whoa! They're so gonna they're, they're gonna come back and take <laughs> away the championship.
1: They averaged. They doubled the yards per carry when he was on the field. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying I think they that I think stop stop stop. There. there is no defense for the freeze decision. I think there is a credible defense for not playing Tunzel. <laughs> what what is it? I want to hear it. That this what I just get... said that you were more worried about the team as a whole than any individual player. There was a, there were a lot of they talented were playing players. Sean Rollins there right were Tunzel, a lot man. of talented players on that team, dude. You're act, but you're acting like like Tunzel be on the field is more important than Treadwell and Tony Connor. Was and Evan Ingram and all of them having a, a season that's free of worrying about the NCAA. We're looking at this from the perspective of Freeze resigning, all of that, just years of dealing with the NCAA. you got to remember, this was back when we thought we might still kind of skate on all this stuff. This is before Leo Lewis. This is before Barney's phone. This is before Booster 14, all of that stuff. I mean, we, were, we were playing things differently then. We were just trying to play it by the book. And at the time, that was a strategy that, that I thought, I think a lot of people thought, was the easiest thing to do. You know, you don't want to poke the NCAA in the eye, right? In the end, it didn't matter. What is the defense for not firing Freeze after he gets charged with uh, lack of a social control? Well, affair to there, is no, there
1: is no defense. It did kind of work out, though.
0: No, it didn't. No, it didn't. You, you, they it didn't. wouldn't have had to pay his buyout if they had fired him for NCAA violations. That's breach of contract.
1: They The, the explanation is GOB, but there is no
0: defense. Yeah, the explanation I that, is freeze is the only thing a lot of boosters thought mattered at the time in the program. To be,
1: to be fair, to be fair, there is a better defense for Tunsil versus Freeze.
0: That's all I'm saying. I
1: still, I think, from a poorly ma- from a perspective of poor management, they are pretty equal. I just do this. I will go to my grave convinced that that 15 oh. team. Looked at the whole thing and said, "Gurley got four games the year before for the jersey autograph thing." And after a call, Gurley was the was a star. Oh, we all know that, but then he went tenth overall. So this is right in the thick. Like mm-hmm. he was kind of the precedent for a guy and noise around the NCAA in my mind, at least at that time.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. He was him it, and it, also Manzel. Manzel's NCAA thing. Those two were four, the big ones. Oh, they went four zero, oh,
1: including going to Tuscaloosa. And then Tunsell didn't come back for Game 5, which was Florida. And I'm convinced that team between that and T. Shepard going AWOL, just looked around at each other and went, and then whatever, Denzel and Rob. Mm. That's when everybody started looking around going, well, that guy's being a clown. That guy's being a clown. Our administration has no idea what the hell they're doing.
0: Dude, have- I, I think you are giving so much credit to some football players, man. You think the football players are thinking about it in all of those grand power structure terms? <laughs>
1: They lost two of the next three. Dude, no, know. no. You know what they were
0: doing? You know what they were doing? They were 4-0 reading their press clippings. You saw it in the Vanderbilt game when they almost lost. They thought McElwain's a first-year coach. Florida has sucked under Champ. Nothing dude, nothing to worry about. They, nothing to worry about.
1: Things in Tunsil would have eliminated all the problems because he was so good.
0: And maybe he would have, John, but the entire team laid they an they egg might, in that game.
1: They might have lost to Florida still. There's no way in hell they lose to Memphis with Tunsil on the field.
0: Hmm. Wait, are we?
1: Yeah. Tunzel came back rusty and shut down Miles Garrett and just ate him. Shut him down.
0: I, I'm not debating that Tunzel's good, John. I don't think they lost to Florida because they said Gurley got four games and Tunzel missed number five. What the hell? Like That's insane. That's not uh, what happened. That's not what happened. They lost to Florida because they thought they were going to win easily. That, if you watch that game, it was clear they were sleepwalking and Florida came to play. McElwain, McElwain had a good. McElwain had a good game plan. Put Tunzel out there, and the left side's a lot stronger. But nothing was working in that game. Florida's offense dominated our defense. Right. And Will Grier should not have been playing that game either. Right. Okay, that's fine. And he owned the Ole Miss defense that game. I don't think Tunzel saves it. Like the like two days later. Yeah, right? he did. That was a funny part of the whole thing. Yeah, that was a great timing. And then all the Ole Miss fans were like, well, maybe they should go take that loss away.
1: Yeah, it's like, no, you guys got demolished on the field. Yeah,
0: yeah, thirty-eight to ten in front of ninety thousand people.
1: It was thirty-eight to three. It was a garbage TD. That yeah. might have
0: been the high water mark of the McIlwain
1: era. I mean, they lost. They <laughs> lost about as bad as Leach did on Friday night. Like right there, that was pretty. That probably was the high water. Ole Miss scored a touchdown. The did not score it though. well i mean that that td pack scored a td at the end that's not a real td mm-hmm. so anyway we got totally sidetracked did we
0: or is that just the show
1: <laughs> kind of what we do like, yeah standard package for the show i don't show. even
0: know where we started uh oh, oh i remember you were asking austin which was the worst decision
1: <laughs> yeah i was trying to think of what the process was before that yeah anyway let's uh should we go around the league
0: yeah Let's see that. Lots of upsets this week. We we're talking about it before the show started.
1: We'll go around the world too while we're at it. Yeah, Absolutely. let's. Syracuse Friday night. Kelly Bryant
0: got knocked out of the game. That was a great game. I watched a good bit of it. Um, can I say? Can I say this? An observation I made: Syracuse's but, stadium too big for basketball, too small for football. Yet they use it for both. That's that's my only observation on Syracuse's well, the, stadium.
1: Thanks. and AK one there. The hey, I
0: remember. There. I remember AK one there. It was one. awesome.
1: They, well, they're financially efficient. Yeah. So for two, Clemson loses. Then Wazoo the next game, just gets boat raced out of the building. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I was two weeks. I was two weeks too early on the whole Mike Leach just totally screws these games up theory. Uh huh. statement, but it came true. Uh, Washington. Uh, Neil McMillan was texting the LAD mm-hmm. group text that and he was. He was getting involved with this whole fight between Chris Peterson and ESPN about late kickoffs, right? And I just, I told, I texted Neil this, but I just wanted the whole world to know: if you're a Pac-12 team and you're going to lose, have a bad loss, you want to be the 10:30 game because nobody's going to be awake to see it.
0: Exactly, but
1: you know, on a weekend when everybody else is lost, it's like, eh, whatever.
0: Well, also it's- like that argument, it falls flat to me because. The only people that it really matters if they watch your games or not is the playoff committee, and they like are required to watch all the games. So I think you're okay. Like, who cares, right?
1: Everybody's a mulligan in this format with the fourteen playoff. Basically, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're if you're a power five team and you're a one loss conference champ, I mean, the odds of you not getting in are pretty minuscule. I know TCU and Baylor three years ago, but. You know what, they didn't even declare a real conference champion that year, so that's the Big 12's fault. Um, Penn State. Well, they lost two games. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. That's... Pittsburgh. The P- Pittsburgh, Panthers. Right. Pittsburgh. Oh, that one. Okay. Alabama beat the crap out of Arkansas. How about Arkansas missing an extra point at the end that would that kept the – allowed Bama to cover
0: really wow the fix is in dude Some, somebody check that kicker's phone somebody get that kicker's phone see the last 12 last 12 text messages are from the Las Vegas area code I wonder what that was it was
1: 31 before um, they, they announced Austin Allen out for the game then it ticked up the third five, but it was 31 for a while
0: yeah wait so how long is Austin Allen out for what does this mean for Ole Miss playing him
1: I don't think it matters if he's out there. That's they're a bad football team.
0: I've only watched. I watched that TCU game. I think that's about it that I've seen this year. Austin, yeah, you're pretty close to that, right? What's the What's the read on Arkansas? Two and four, zero and three in the SEC. Are they going zero and eight? What's the deal? I mean, there's Mizzou at the end of the year at home. Yeah, yes, it should be good there. Here's well, I don't know. I don't know. Mizzou, Mizzou scored twenty-eight Mizzou. against Georgia. Georgia, they have
1: some. They have some pulse. Yeah, they run that. Spot. I think Correct. it just kind of depends on what the mindset of the team is going who, for. Because who, maybe, who
0: has quit less at
1: that point. Yes. Mm. That's a lot of how that November is going November to be. November so is when the, people what's quit. What's the problem?
0: What's the problem with Arkansas? I wanna. I don't understand how they've gotten to this level.
1: Allen deficiency.
0: Allen deficiency? Because
1: Bielam is trying to run a basic, like, pro offense. Right. Big well, Ten, Big Ten, big of, ten right? offense, but right. he can't get any good personnel there, and now he's going. Oh shit! I can't, I can't recruit enough talent to run my scheme, so I got to change my scheme. And he's caught in the middle. It's so a what, mess. What
0: is? What is he trying to change the scheme to? Like a spread or something? Kind of, but not really. I,
1: I mean, I watch a lot of because I really don't know. What I don't know. I don't know what. They're trying. I don't know what they're trying to do. They don't know what they're trying to do. <laughs> it's
0: really bad. Oh, man.
1: All like, right.
0: I mean, like it, like it, like you may like disagree with the identity, but Ole Miss offense has an identity. I don't yeah, know what Arkansas it's identity a very,
1: very is. simple identity, the, yeah. Ole Miss, the Ole Miss offense. The Ole Miss offense
0: is win one-on-ones in the passing game, right? Yeah, it's that's A.J. Good. Brown. Set up A.J. Brown
1: and free up the rest of the defense. Yeah, and, still, and if
0: you're Shea, the identity is try to find the open receiver. <laughs> like, that's that's pretty much it. Arkansas,
1: they don't have an identity. It's amazing. So
0: did, did y'all see that play on, like, second and two? where there was that total miscommunication I, where Shay just threw it away and DK was running up the field. Did you guys see that? I, I was confused because I saw so much grass. I saw grass behind DK. I saw grass in front of DK. You know Where was, where was Shay supposed to be throwing it? Where was he supposed to be running? I, I think that's a, that's a question Longo needs to answer. What if there's two places of grass to run to? how about the grass on that lodge pass there was there a, lot was a good bit of grass there for sure uh, my question is what's going to happen when we play in a stadium with turf are we going to know where to run to are we going to be looking for grass and there's none to find it's 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 interesting lots of questions Let, let's talk let's talk about auburn lsu because i want to so- i want to hear y'all's take on this i i didn't really see any of this game uh what? not a huge what? shock right this is this is the kind of thing that happens in Auburn LSU games.
1: Oh, Auburn LSU. Um, Auburn gets up twenty to nothing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and looks like they're cruising, and LSU squeaks their way back to within six. Now, it's twenty to seven. LSU's driving down the field, and Auburn dropped a pick. So that really kind of was a turning point. Gotcha. Etling probably played his best game, hit a corner T D. It's twenty to fourteen. And then Gus, I'll tell you what threw me off, is at the half, was I heard Gus told his team, hey, we haven't won here since 1999, and we're ahead. Good job.
0: What? Oh, my God. And
1: introduce the fact that your team has not won, that Auburn hasn't won there in 18
0: years. And then tell you them, them you're doing, doing fine.
1: That, those kids, they're, they're probably kids on that team that might not, they're probably kids on that team that are like one or two years old at that point. Yeah. Somebody might not even have been born yet. Not, not quite there, but. The point is, is, they don't give a shit about that.
0: Yeah, that, that has no bearing on on this game.
1: If you're a good team, hey, oh,
0: because oh, that, that's
1: a hang-on attitude and thought process. Uh-huh. Tell them, we're the better team. We took care of business in the half. One more half. Do your thing. They can't stop. They can't take care of us. I, I feel like a lot of it was kind of like the Oklahoma-Iowa State game where you're cruising and you're just trying to run out the clock and then another the team comes and back. They and they went in you can't put it back. Exactly. In 4, 5, 5, LSU adjusted. Yeah a couple of formations schematically auburn got conservative never countered then lsu hits a pump re- then but Auburn got 23 14 lsu hits a pump return now all of a sudden it's a close game lsu's playing with house money at home crowds into it they can't do anything and score lsu pulls it out um ed orgeron completely outfoxed gus on at the end
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a hilarious picture ed Orgeron trying to outfox anybody so you
1: can see the end of the game at all no no i didn't see it justin they auburn had the ball down two and it was a minute 40 left and they had all three timeouts f- fourth and ten on their own 25 all three timeouts
0: oh my god I, yeah the
1: thing to do is to punt it you got all three timeouts. Right. LSU's going to run three plays. They're going to run the ball three times. You stack the box. I mean, you you stack the box and stop them. You're probably going to stop them because they're going to get super conservative. Right. Except they punt. You get the ball. You get the ball back with a fresh set of downs and a minute 15 left. Right. The clock stops on first downs. You have a you know quarterback. He hadn't played a ton in the past couple of years, but he's older and more experienced. Right. That's the play. It's either that. You know. I mean, it was pretty obvious that was the move. Instead, Gus calls timeout before to make He's, a decision. Just waste the timeout. Down to two timeouts, and he has to go for it. Right. So it was a total, what do I do, oh shit moment that was mind-boggling. So what,
0: what play did he run on fourth and 10?
1: Well, they tried to run a boot, pass it, and Stidham got a throw-off, but
0: wasn't he got better.
1: Open. Well, the thing is, is they had like... They, it was a tough catch, but they had dropped a ball on 3rd and 10 that would have gotten to 4th and 1.
0: Yeah. But then you go on 4th and 1. Right.
1: But it, they, it was it was like, what are
0: you doing, Gus? Like, I don't get it. LSU gets the ball in great field position. you no
1: how to handle the situation. Versus Orgeron before,
0: with three minutes
1: left, he's driving down there. He's got an inexperienced kicker, but he got the kicker down to the 40, and he centered it on 3rd and 10, and the kicker made the kick. Wow. Now, if LSU field kicker misses it, then everybody's gonna shit on Ed for not being more aggressive.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But at some point, a kicker's got to make a forty-yard field goal. Uh huh. The guy made another one, so they went 27-23 because then because Auburn turns it over, LSU kicked field goal at four. Auburn gets the ball back and can't get down the field at all. They had no timeouts. So but just... Gus totally. It just he 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 got thought in the last six minutes by Orgeron or outmaneuvered. And that's that's so, uh.
0: <laughs> It looks really That's pretty bad. bad. It's pretty bad when you get out-thought by Ed Orgeron.
1: Base has every right to be just up in arms. Yeah, so they, are we they had a better team. They should have won. I mean, they should have won the damn game.
0: Do you think we were too early last week with saying Auburn was gonna? You know, it was gonna be exciting to watch the rest of the year and give Alabama well, a run in the Auburn, Iron Bowl or?
1: Auburn still has a shot at beating those teams, but did,
0: did we just? Uh, Give Gus too much credit. I think maybe Gus, that's always been the problem. I think Gus is an
1: eight-four football coach. Is what he is.
0: Yeah. I mean, and so that's. I mean, that, if if that's true, he's going to be fired it, soon, right? Because Auburn wants to win championships. They're fan base. They lose
1: they lose Who are they going to hire that's clearly better than Gus?
0: I'm Art Briles. Sure. Art Briles.
1: That Lester that just got knocked down. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Lester. Lester bunted a foul ball so hard that he fell to the ground. <laughs>
1: I, I thought that was kind of at his hands there. That's, they can go get Neil Brown. This is he hilarious. The bat,
0: We're not talking. He wins about the roots. Dude, look at that! Uh, Do you see that replay, John, Of the Lester trying to butt. <laughs> 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 He's terrified of the ball. Oh my god! This is fantastic. That's great.
1: Um, Neil Brown. It was, you know, it was a help. I tell you, Orgeron kept that. That team could have quit so easy at twenty nothing. They, st- they stuck it out. Yeah, they they got back in the game, and I mean credit Orgeron after two awful weeks goes and wins in the swamp against a mediocre Florida team, but they they at least have some players, and then an Auburn team that was really better than they were. He finds a way to out to win the game, and he outcoached Malzahn both from a from a psychological and also a pure coaching management perspective. So yeah,
0: that's an impressive win, out,
1: which ties it into kind of. Next week, this Ole Miss LSU game is going to be interesting. It's LSU minus seven and a half is what it's opened at. I
0: I think it's a great moment for Ole Miss to catch LSU off of beating Florida and I, Auburn.
1: I think so too. I think Ed comes in there jacked
0: up. I think they I think, they, they they're too jacked up. They yeah. over pursue. Shea finds the backside receiver. I yeah, think it's a good matchup.
1: Ray, I don't think the, I don't think these LSU receivers are as good as I've seen before. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Beckham and aren't out there let's put it that way they've got talent but they're not
0: and edlin um, edlin is not good
1: the lsu defense is not great we saw that against state they're playing better but
0: and, and guys is good but he's no Fournette. i think well i think healthy guys is
1: incredible is very very good so guys has,
0: has he been hurt this season has that been the problem he's been hurt guys <coughs> look better
1: against auburn okay against a good Seven, so. Well, that's
0: not good news for Ole Miss. I I think any any decent running back is going to be able to get a lot of yards against Ole Miss' run defense. Seems to, yeah. The defensive sl- line has new life. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of
1: figuring out how to fill gaps and scheme. I mean, if guys, I mean, they may give up a couple big dumb runs. That's kind of what they do. But yeah, I don't know. It's now now LSU does have they they did have two freshman tackles out there, so Marquise Haynes. I'm looking at you. If you want to get drafted or respected at all, you got to go out there.
0: And we should say congrats to Marquise on the old sack record and tackle for loss record. Right, he's got both of those now.
1: Marquise, you got those records. Yeah,
0: go add to them.
1: NFL draft film. You got two freshman tackles against
0: LSU. You got to go. You got to go after him.
1: This is where you go make it happen.
0: Yeah. And, well, Edlin's also kind of a statue back there, right? Edlin's not very mobile.
1: Robert McDowell, Victor Evans. Any of you guys with any experience on the Ole Miss team, you get two freshman tackles. Yeah. To go get the other point too. I guess that, another way to look at Ole Miss, since this is probably the sample size is small, so I like it's leave totally out. But they're damn good at home and they suck away, which kind of a young, a, a, kind of a young coaching staff, and experience you know, from their role standpoint. That's not totally shocking that they would be that way. So I think I think playing at home helps. If confidence and settles, Ole Miss. I think LSU is the better team, but they're not. I've seen. I don't think the gap's just enormous. Um, if Shea plays a smart game and is effective, then he can he can outduel Etling. He's got receivers that should be able to get open and make plays against this LSU team. Um, the question is really going to be: Are they going to be able to run the ball at all? If they can have something of a running game just to keep LSU honest from a pass rush standpoint, they'll be able to move it. And then –
0: Well, Wilkins' time to shine, man.
1: It's, kind of, and it's the same thing on defense. I mean, if they can run the ball enough and stop the run enough,
0: they can win this. So do you guys remember September 16th when Mississippi State beat LSU 37-7? to How, how yep. far have we come since then? Like, it's just a whole new season. It's just crazy. The- a
1: lot's changed. I think there's a lot of young and emotional. I mean, LH, a
0: lot of emotional teams.
1: Old Miss young team. I mean, it's
0: yeah. I mean,
1: uh, we're gonna sound. I'm gonna sound like an old man saying this, but I mean, eight, it's 18 to 22 year olds. There's a lot of emotional volatility. Uh huh. N- nobody ever. Nobody ever tells you in life from like 22 to 25 how much older you get, in the thought process. But that's, that really. True. is A, a very like you accelerate 20,
0: 20 to 25, you kind of, you get out in the world, you get your first job and there's a lot of realities that you just have to confront that, that you're, you can easily ignore when you're in college or in high school or whatever. You don't really need an income. Um, you know, either you're you're being supported by the school or by your parents or whatever. It's just a whole new world. And you're right. You, you, your attitude, your mood, your demeanor, (laughs) all changes.
1: Especially in, in American society where good high school athletes are taken care of and they come to campus and they're told they're the big man. And yeah, okay, they got to do structure and practicing, but the tutors do their homework for them, basically. I mean, let's just be real.
0: Absolutely, they do, yeah.
1: get, get preferential scheduling, they get, you know, foods taken care of, They. Like, they just gotta follow. They just gotta follow a list. It's not hard. And it's on clever. top
0: of the the stuff that they're allowed to get, I think we're we're safe assuming that there are systems in place that aren't documented that give them even more support.
1: Think about as fans, how volatile we were week to week. Where now it's just like, you know what? Because old, you get older, you realize you know there's a bunch of twenty year olds gonna go out there. What mood are they gonna be in that day? Ole Miss should be Ole Miss going off a win. They should be thinking, you know what? We're here. We're playing. It's it's LSU. It's a rivalry game. Now I think LSU looks at it the same way. They're kind of saying, "Hey, here's a team that."
0: Um,
1: now I think Ole Miss takes the rivalry more serious than LSU. I don't think it's a debate. Yeah. Or Orgeron's going to take. Now Orgeron's, Orgeron's going to
0: be emotional. I think he's
1: going to. I think Orgeron gets them fired up. They have a bye afterwards. He graded for Alabama, so from a emotional capital perspective, Orgeron can just he he can drain this he can drain the tank this week um luke a little bit less so because of luke's being really honest with himself yeah he if the next two games if you're luke I, I would set six and six as the target and that path is arkansas monroe or lafayette which i lafayette, can't I
0: lafayette
1: ever louisiana school Just louisiana the one
0: that we beat in the super regional it's not that hard to remember
1: Okay, okay. Louisiana. I'm just gonna say Louisiana. That's what they want
0: you to say. They want you to call them that. That's what what they want.
1: Louisiana, and then I think at Kentucky, for whatever reasons, your next best shot, followed by
0: yeah, I mean, I agree.
1: A and M at home, probably A and M home is a bad matchup. I do think though, we've kind of written them off winning the Egg Bowl. I think they actually got a better shot.
0: I don't know. I I still, I still don't feel good about it at all. I don't feel good about it. There we go. It's in I'm Starkville, dude. Also a short week. Okay, I will say this. I will say this. They they proved in the Vanderbilt game that last year's game isn't the determinant of what happens this year. Right? So here's the, I'll here's say Matt that.
1: Luke. Matt Luke beat the crap out of Vandy.
0: After Vandy it, beat the crap out of Ole Miss last year dark, so. uh, by three touchdowns. So we're gonna go
1: beat these teams that give us problems like like a drum in a season that's Totally meaningless in we'll some see.
0: respect. I so it's, the, the right. thing about the thing about about state is that they could they could be so much more beat down than Ole Miss as far as a mental standpoint because they are bowl eligible and if they if they kind of lose some of these games they're expecting to win, say they say they lose to, I mean I don't think they're expecting to win at Texas A and M, but say say they lose to Kentucky this week coming up, we know Alabama is going to destroy them. I, I don't know. I think they could be a lot more mentally spent than Ole miss when we get to that game i'll give you that much because Ole miss really they can take every game individually they can they, look at the egg bowl and say we owe play, these guys
1: old miss plays a&m at home state plays arkansas in favor. and i get arkansas is probably going to be close to quit mode at that point mm-hmm. but they have to travel out there travel back i think it's I think it's very likely that state goes comes into that game overconfident.
0: Mm-hmm. I think. And, well, I think they will after last year and the cigars and all. Think, yeah, I do think AJ
1: Brown and Shea Patterson and the guys that were on that field last year and got their ass beat by thirty five will have some pride to go down there.
0: I think say, so too. And I, I want to say for anybody that has ever enjoyed reading Elite Dogs, I have just learned about this fantastic thread. Uh, We're talking about 116 posts about A.J. Brown. Still going on right now, so check this out. It's a lot of good stuff. The the
1: best player in the center point of Ole Miss's attack this year is going to want to walk in there and go for 300 yards.
0: Yeah, I mean, he is because these these fans treat him like shit. They say he's a cancer. Uh, The fifth post in this thread said that if he had gone to state, the NCAA would have brought them down. All this stuff—it's just yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to play for for AJ Brown for sure. This
1: is gonna walk in there and pop him. Here, here we go. This is that's what's gonna happen. We'll it's see.
0: Called... I, I, I'll be more interested when uh, we get closer to how the games uh, play out. But yeah, see,
1: Matt Luke is a damn good rebel, and he's mm-hmm. gonna end up seven and five. Oh, we should hire Matt Luke. He won the Egg Bowl on the road on a short week. I. I, I, I... You say that, but that's what the that's bear, what's gonna happen. I mean,
0: here's the thing: if Luke be- if Luke beats finds a way to beat LSU and then beats State to go seven and five, yeah, it's gonna be loud, man. There's gonna be a lot of support for Luke at, for beating LSU and State for especially sure, if he, especially
1: if he beats Arkansas and yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah the argument will be, oh, he beat the two biggest rivals and he beat the teams that gave us trouble. We just got to get him some support, some rosters. So he could beat the other well, teams. Well, and
0: the worst part, I, I think literally the worst part about hiring Luke would be we would also say keep all the coordinators. Like, this, golly, this is so bad. I, I think
1: Luke would fire Phil
0: Longo immediately. I think he should. I think that would be, they oh, would think be applauded would. for that. I think I we would all applaud Luke him for that. Offense at all. Yeah.
1: I think they would go to a more conservative attack that actually Pro style. runs damn ball would be is my thought into Luke I think Luke wants to run the damn ball I don't
0: think that works in this. unless you're Bama uh, I
1: don't know that's fair anyway where the hell are we? so Ole Miss LSU is going to be interesting it's uh, the ESPN primetime game um, 715 Eastern 615 Central
0: um, that's good I'm going to I'm going to be in Oxford I'm going to be at the game I'm excited I want to quick note that People, the idea of shitting on the student section is ridiculous. It did. If if you've never sat out there, I don't want to hear about it because it seriously is like 120 degrees on this bleacher.
1: 120. There's a reason the south end zone got filled out before the north because the sun shoots that exactly. way. Exactly. That like I it, believe. Well, there's also a reason
0: place. that the 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 part of the stadium with the least agency, the least say so in what happens, got put over there because no yeah, one I, else wanted to sit there. It,
1: and they they proactively went out with this damn narrative that oh it's better for the students it's closer to the Grove yeah. which means if you're out there getting baked in 120 degree weather a long, yeah. you're gonna leave and go to the damn Grove exactly and
0: it's- I think and also there's more football I mean there's more TVs in the Grove now than ever before that's part of it I will say I think it was a huge tactical strategic mistake for Osby York to decide to bring back the singing of the alma mater with the student section. Like, it's just, it's dumb. It's not going to help students stay. It's only going to make the players resent the students more. I
1: have no idea. The alma mater, they used to put it on the cup, Like, nobody knows what it is.
0: Yeah, but so, but he decided this would be a great year when Ole Miss is really down. You know the students aren't going to come to start this new dumb tradition of standing in front of the empty student section and singing it. It's just a complete unforced error. I don't understand why he did that.
1: Justin, I'm, I swear they came up... Half of the mascot thing and that alma mater, there's all this stuff to divert attention yeah, from. Yeah, just,
0: just distractors, dim- yeah.
1: But anyway, but here's, but here, back to this, it's a night game, so it won't be a 4,000 degrees in the sun there.
0: Yeah, I think LSU, the soonest section, will is going to be stay. way better.
1: People will stay for the night games.
0: Well, Lock- I also, I think all, LSU... All around
1: the Grove... Old Miss LSU, you get this beautiful contrast. You get SEC football foliage as opposed to the tremendous foliage we have up here mm-hmm. in October. You get red, you get blue, you get purple. You There's get a gold. lot.
0: There's a lot of purple and gold when LSU comes to Oxford to you, and that's fun. part of the fun. All the LSU fans are fun to have around.
1: It's fun rivalry. Everybody gets fired up. I, it's Typically, it's
0: definitely my favorite. My favorite fan base to host.
1: Serious, except they will with Ed as the coach.
0: Yeah. I think it's going to be a good LHU game. probably
1: a, wins a close game, but I'm who excited. Knows? Um, but they have Ed. I mean, Matt Luke. I mean, Ed could do something stupid and lose the game at the end. There, it's going to be a fun. I,
0: I I think this is going to be a really it, fun game. I agree.
1: The beauty is too is that they're kind of like yeah, teams Whoa. to where, like, who cares? Did you see Justin
0: Turner slide just now? I think he hurt himself. <laughs> sliding into third.
1: He, I hope he might have cup-checked himself there. He's he kind of bundled he,
0: like he did. Yeah, he, that was a really bad slide. That was great. That was um, a really good uh, entertainment. Yeah, I got to wait for the slide replay. Yeah, uh, no, I'm excited I, for this weekend.
1: I guess if you can tell, my old, my, my oldest interest has gone from we're never getting back together back to our love ain't water under the bridge. <laughs> back to Adele. Oh, I think this is but why people like, listen to the podcast, hey, right? You know Just what? to
0: track there's, your engagement.
1: There's, there's enough there to be interested in this old Miss LSU There's a lot of you know from a from a you know what does it mean in the bigger picture standpoint it was an interesting weekend must champ six and oh against Butch Jones Butch is gonna get fired yeah. but that was an int- that, I mean that was a half to half for Butch now didn't it hasn't happened yet now
0: who is who is the number one candidate at Tennessee does anybody know uh, I, who I knows I have no idea Ellie, I don't think that's a good job they want who do they want Elson they want Chip Kelly just like everybody uh, of else. Of course. yeah. <laughs> is, is this the year Chip Kelly get, comes back to college, though? Chip Kelly's going to
1: go to Florida if McIlwain wants out.
0: I don't think, McEl- his- I, think Ma- I think they'll keep
1: McIlwain. No, no, no. There, there, no there's, word, there's word, rumor that, that McElwain-, McElwain wants to leave. He wants to leave. But is
0: there any president for a coach other than Urban Meyer at the same job leaving a Power 5 job of their own accord yeah, and just in going to
1: a – He left Wisconsin. Biuma left Wisconsin.
0: That's true. That's true. That was all
1: Wisconsin, but Florida's well, think about it. He's working for Scott Strickland. Scott Strickland didn't hire him, correct? Foley hired Fully McElwain. hired him. Fully hired him,
0: yeah. Boom,
1: there it is. A D changed. He didn't hire his guy. Um I guarantee look, McIlwain doesn't have offensive talent because the boosters at Florida are not committed to winning the same way so, that man. they were at Alabama when he was OC there. Well, I think the, and,
0: FS, the FSU boosters are committed also. That's probably part of his problem.
1: Yeah, exactly. So he's, I, I think he, and McElwain's a good coach to go get a good job. He could get the Nebraska job. He could get, oh shit, pick a, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. Ole Miss, is could, open. Ole Miss is open. Miss is open. I don't know if I, I don't know if McElwain's my first yeah, I wouldn't I would take Muschamp over McElwain. There's people are gonna ride over that statement, but fine. Let him. I mean, McElwain's not a bad coach. He can go get a gig somewhere. So uh I, I think he could be good at Nebraska. I mean, that makes
0: sense. This is pretty good. So I don't know you guys I know you guys don't read Elite Dogs that often, but there's this one pathetic dude on Elite Dogs. Now there's more than one, but there's this one that is like an Alabama fan. He just like posts on Elite Dogs as like, I guess to make himself feel better. Probably because he's like a huge loser in real it's, life. What, what's his
1: username? Is it the ghost of it's, Johnny Jen? No, it's is Tusk. It? His name is Tusk.
0: Like the elephant Tusk. And in this, in this AJ thread, he posted... What specifically did A.J. do or say to piss off MSU fans other than sign with Ole Miss? And that's just, I, I haven't read any responses yet, but that is just fantastic. And he doesn't, this guy is such a loser. He doesn't even mean it to stir them up. Like, he probably is just asking earnestly. It's just hilarious to see. I can't wait to see the responses to that.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah,
0: there's so much, um, so much unintentional humor on Elite Dogs when Ole Miss does well. I, I love it.
1: So the rebuilding of Muschap kind of continues. He's um, not. He's not
0: going to come to Ole Miss. I hope you know. He's not. He's um, going to stay there.
1: And, and I don't really want him. I thought <laughs> <were. laughs>
0: it's like John, you've you've turned around on so many things since last week's show.
1: <laughs> it wasn't a bad idea, but I'm just like, hey, he really. um. He oh. has six nooks, but
0: sure. He is six. And oh, he is
1: six and oh, whatever
0: that means. That's something, man. Um. um how much uh, has Butch made at t- Tennessee? A lot of money, right? A pretty good amount of money, yeah. Yeah. If I me nice because
1: they're a big program, you get a big payday, even if you're a mediocre coach. How did he?
0: How did he end up there? I, I don't know the story uh, behind Butch. Jones. He was Plan C, at least C. Yep, he was Plan C. And was he it. was he hired when Kiffin left? Is that the timeline, or do I skip something? Okay.
1: You Forgot Derek Dooley. Okay,
0: I was thinking Derek Dooley, but he was he had never had any success, right? He was just no hated the whole Dooley,
1: time. You know, Fulmer was over the hill. I uh-huh. thought the Kiffin hire was a good hire. Kiffin was good. He just loved Kiffin it. was Kiffin went a good something to build for seven and five, like that. That was something that was moved, and then USC came up and he bailed for that. Now yeah. Lane handled that like a complete idiot, but honestly, you can't blame him for doing it, even with the USC sanctions. And he failed at USC, but that's another conversation. So Tennessee, all of a sudden, lost Kiffin. They could bring Kiffin back. Because because Carroll went to the Seahawks like in February, I'm right. Like late, late, late in the like in the month after the typical call search. So then USC went and got Kiffin, and, and Tennessee basically had nowhere really to go. And instead of kind of just saying we're gonna, well, I don't know, they we we, we could be, this is. It's not worth the time to go back and say who should they really have hired. But.
0: Right, right,
1: right. Well, the other thing too is they oh his last name's Dooley, so they got they got stupid, and then they uh, nobody else nobody wanted the job though after that. I mean, Mike Gundy kind of teased him, but he was just using that to get it raised at Oklahoma State.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I don't think anybody else was ever even close to taking the job until Butch um, until Butch took it. So. so
0: really, it sounds like that job is is highly overvalued by the tennessee fans
1: i would agree i don't think it's because and right now it's not a good job because let's look at it georgia they're committed to winning now florida they're better program south carolina they're gonna be decent or must champ not great i'm not i'm talking like but something solid they're not but
0: but the way the way he recruits he, he can build he can he can build and be better every year if he's doing it the right way yep yeah he could He's
1: going to probably have a decently solid team. And, there.
0: And I think we all know Spurrier kind of phoned at him for the last couple of years of recruiting. Yeah, so. we did. But Spurrier, when he gave a shit, got him really good. I'm not saying. I'm just saying he. he it's not like he walked into a fully stocked SEC. cover. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Vanderbilt, they're not just a horrible train wreck. They're not great. But yeah, but
0: I think I think they need to get they need they to are, move on from Mason. I think they need to move on from Mason. They're,
1: they're They've they've gotten better the past few years since Franklin was there. Yeah. And Ken, Kentucky's five and one. They're they're not great, but they're okay. Point is, all these all the bad teams aren't just hideously awful. Mm-hmm.
0: And even Mizzou
1: score points against Georgia. And the Mizzou.
0: good teams the good teams have warts, right? So what you're saying is the league is is a little more parity this year than than the past.
1: Well, what I'm saying is Tennessee like the bad teams in the East are less or not as bad as they were at right, one point
0: right right and the legendary you know dynasty teams like tennessee and florida they have their down moments for sure and tennessee florida, is just really not. and
1: i'm and Georgia's past you and florida's a better gig so you're third in line
0: mm-hmm. yeah i get it's you
1: a, but they think that they should be top, a top of the league program and the other problem they play alabama every damn year
0: yeah that's that's so, totally true that's i think that has to hurt them when looking for candidates you're,
1: you're Three-fourths of a game behind everyone else every year to start. Yeah. That's a big problem.
0: Yeah. So. That's, that's yeah. a great point. That's a tough job. It's a tough gig. I'm so going to be really interested to watch that coaching search. That
1: will be fun. It's not open
0: yet. Right. They haven't posted the uh, opening on their website no yet. <laughs> there's no way. No, nah, there's no way. You can't keep Butch Jones. Especially not when you're paying him premium. It's not like they're getting a deal. Hold on, I gotta. I just, just for my own satisfaction, I gotta Google Butch Jones' salary here. I, think I know it's, it's all... high. You don't think so? Think... Four point one million. Four one. Yeah, with a max bonus of a million. Awesome. He's the 18th highest-paid coach in the country. Lord have mercy. The thing is, it's only ninth in the SEC. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's bottom half of the league salary. Why would you go
0: there? I don't know. Did you know he has a kid named Alex Jones? Do you think it's the same one? Do you think his Butch Jones's kid started Infowars? Who knows?
1: <laughs> that, that see that would explain a lot of things. It's a conspiracy,
0: so, but hey, that's Infowars for you. It, it might explain a lot of things. You know.
1: Uh, what else was in the league? AM beat Florida on a late field goal. I
0: tell you. I, I Wasn't the real story of that game just the jerseys? That's all anybody seemed to be talking about. Florida, um, Florida's there was jerseys.
1: The bad karma. There was some bad karma. There. The jerseys were so bad that I'm just not even going to talk about them. Okay, um, that's
0: fine. Uh,
1: I'm protesting the jersey
0: talk. That's fine.
1: Um, you know, someone well, – let, let, let's, let's present someone this way this year. His, Q, his starting QB got hurt in the third quarter against UCLA, and his team panicked. Mm-hmm. Let's pretend his QB doesn't get hurt. They win that game. They played Alabama to a one-score game. They yeah. played them way tougher than anyone else, including Florida State, who everybody said was the second-best team in yeah, the
0: country. It's, it's crazy, yeah. If, but, if, yeah.
1: if they don't lose the UCLA game one way or the other, they're 6-1 with a good loss to Bama. Mm-hmm. And actually a team that can run the ball – and he's playing better defense, and you're sitting there going, okay, i got to see how he finishes the year because that's been his problem, but he's been pretty solid.
0: That's a good point, though. We really can't pass judgment on Sumlin yet because his problem has always been the back half, but I I think that Sumlin's going to keep his job. Based on what's happened so far this season, I
1: think he should. Because who are you going to go get? I mean, this
0: is actually, this is a bad year to be hiring coaches. Ask Ole Miss; they know. There's there's a lot of turnover right the problem
1: now. Problem is, there's too many guys out there trying. There's too many programs going to have to go hire.
0: That's what I, yeah, that's what I mean. Like there, there's too so, much turnover this year to get a good guy.
1: Tennessee and Nebraska—they're not great programs at this point, mm-hmm. but they're definitely hiring people. Mm-hmm. And there's a number of other ones out there. I mean, between. I don't know. A and M, Auburn, and Missouri. Interesting. To see in Arkansas, there's a shot. Arkansas. I, mean,
0: I think there's a sh- outside shot at LSU or Florida being open. I mean, they're
1: Yeah, and you know what? It's it does sound like that. Uh, I'll tell you. If McIlwain... here's the deal. If McIlwain leaves Florida because he and Strickland and the thing just doesn't get along, uh-huh. then the Florida job's attractive, even more, if more attractive than Tennessee for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So. It's more attractive than a and Would you take the a and or Florida job? Florida, I'll, right? I'd take the Florida job.
0: Better? Well, both have really great recruiting bases, but there's more you do. competition in Texas.
1: Do every year, but it doesn't impact your road to Atlanta. Do I, I tell they, you? Go on. In I would agree.
0: I And I've I talked about on the show before. I have family in Florida. When they hired McIlwain and I would go to Florida to visit, I saw so much Gator gear. That state wants to cheer for the Gators. They, they want a reason. My family lives in Jacksonville.
1: Cra- their fans aren't as crazy as a You take the Florida job. But
0: they, they have strong support base. I, my, my cousin went to Nice where Tebow was the quarterback and all of that. When Florida is good, they love the Gators in Florida. They, more than the Seminoles yep. for sure. Um, I would take A&M over Tennessee. Yeah, more yeah. money. More I, money I, at A&M, right? Crazy amount of money there.
1: Yeah, and ten, and and more importantly, better better player source, better yeah. better state recruit. Well, players. you
0: get to be the lone SEC outpost in Texas. That's a well, that's a good recruiting pitch. That's a good recruiting.
1: Got pitch. so many players that. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason. if Texas was managed properly, a And M and Texas should be able to put top twelve teams out there every
0: year. And they should freaking play each other. Am I right?
1: Yeah, but they're too stupid I to be able
0: to do. That, I so. know they can't. So we talk about the toxic rivalries. That's got to be the most toxic, right? They won't even play each other. It's so toxic. Um, I think it's pretty bad. If you remember the Kyler Murray situation when he was being recruited at the end, that got really, really, really bad. I don't when think it was, it's
1: any more toxic than Ole Miss State, to be honest.
0: I think I think refusing to even play each other because you hate them so much is is the next level. But yeah, I mean, Ole Miss and State don't have that option being in the be same dead properties.
1: honest here. If Ole Miss or State one of them left the conference to go somewhere else, they'd probably tell they want to go fuck themselves.
0: Yeah, the one that wasn't in, the one that wasn't the SEC would tell the other one go to hell. I'm not playing you.
1: Yeah,
0: and I think that would be to- that would be more toxic. I don't know. Just food for thought. I-, I think that there's there's something there. Um. All right. Well, we we've we've gone a long time. We talked about a lot of stuff. Is there anything we didn't get to that y'all wanted to cover?
1: Um. Do we go through next week real quick?
0: Yeah, sure, anything, I, anything I you I probably care about lines because we suck at lines. Pretty bad, yeah. The, that, that LSU line's interesting. Uh, wait, what are the big games for next week other than Ole Miss LSU for us? Well, Tennessee-Alabama
1: is the SEC game, which is Meh, terrible. Meh,
0: boring, Ooh. sucks, no one cares. Here, let's go look
1: through. Uh, you got Michigan-Penn State. Oh, yeah. I think it's in Happy Valley.
0: Penn State yeah, wins, and I, right? And Penn I think State. Penn,
1: what's Penn State, like minus 10 or something? Yeah, minus ten,
0: minus ten and a half. Next wins.
1: week, Me- Memphis at Houston's interesting. Memphis beat Navy this week, so good for them. USC, their names on uh, there. Wisconsin's Wisconsin's not very good. Wisconsin probably is in, ends up undefeated in the Big Twelve title game, Big Ten yeah. title game. They uh, suck. Oklahoma State, Texas is kind of interesting. That's high noon. At D.K.R.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, Syracuse goes to Miami. That's sneaky interesting. Syracuse coming off a big win. Miami, another rabbit out of the hat at the end. Um, Tennessee, Bama, CBS, which is awful.
0: That's going to be bad. Yeah, that's that's atrocious. I would, rather, I like the ESPN night game slot better anyway.
1: Kentucky, Mississippi State's interesting. Number 24. Yeah, I'll
0: give you that, Austin. Is it at Kentucky or in Starkville? It's in Starkville.
1: Starkville. It's a ten and a half line point line too, which is a lot of points. I can't yeah. believe State's favored by ten and a half in that game. Yeah,
0: I would but probably take Kentucky in those points, but State's definitely the favorite. But at the same time, I don't know. I, I think that that they're very beatable, for what we've seen. And like, is uh, it? Yeah. Go on, go on.
1: I was say LSU on miss Michi- I think Penn State rolls Michigan. Uh, USC Notre Dame is actually probably a pretty good game I think Notre Dame is better than we actually better than anybody thought they were going to be and that's about it Mike Leach comes back tries to right the ship
0: that's a good nice nice pirate analogy there right the ship I
1: do like uh, what's Wazoo 10 point favorites 10 and a half I think I think that Wazoo bounces back and beats the crap out of Colorado
0: and Mike Mack what's he doing what's he up to he was like a hot candidate last year
1: I don't know. They're falling apart. They are four and three. They squeaked by Oregon State, who has an interim head coach. They squeaked by 36-33 Oof. on Saturday. Yeah, that's that's yeah.
0: not that's not great. That's not great.
1: I tell you that Texas Oklahoma State is probably one of the best games. Um, is there anybody else in here? If you're a, if you're a hipster college football fan, UCF Navy might be fun. Yeah, it's Kentucky State's kind of interesting. It really is. Is
0: Navy? No, it's Army, right? Army won their second game without throwing a pass. Or was is that, that right? Yeah, they they won with zero pass <laughs> yards.
1: I Haven't seen that. Yeah, so. I saw it on
0: Twitter. Pretty funny.
1: It's not a. It's not really that great of a week. I, don't, I mean, we're biased, but Ole Miss LSU's a. I think best. it's a
0: fun game for a lot of off the field reasons. Ordron's a huge storyline here. Ordron coming back to Ole Miss.
1: Oh, it, it deserves its ESPN primetime slot.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I think it's a great rivalry. Obviously, like you said, Reba's Ole Miss fans, but I, I, you know, the Magnolia Bowl is a dumb name for it. First of all, why yeah. would it be? Why would it be <laughs> the Magnolia Bowl? It's quite obvious that one school cares more about it than the other school and named it when it's named after that state's like flower and tree. But okay. Whatever. Um, well,
1: Dustin, the mag, well, the official flower of Louisiana is also the magnolia. Wait, really? Yeah, that's the name. That's why they picked it because it's that's the mutual. All common. right. Well,
0: I take it back. That makes a lot of sense then. Uh, so, I think it, I think the rivalry sounds too soft. I think they need to come up with something. About I, it. I think it's too weird. I think it, now I, my new point is that it's weird that two states next to each other have the same state flower. But I guess it makes sense biologically. Biologically, I, but still.
1: I wish there was a like like. Uh, Missouri, Arkansas has got battle line rivalry. That sounds good. Kansas, Mizzou, border war. You don't like the battle I line? I like rivalry? the
0: border war. It's about forced rivalry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they border each other. How long has Mizzou been in the conference? Battle line. That's real. The boot. Hell, the boot was a better name the for rivalry. cool. The boot is a good rivalry.
0: I like the egg bowl because it's so damn stupid. I yeah. think that's great. It's I so it's- dumb.
1: Now the whole country gets. A, I, I had forgotten this point until tonight, but I've forgotten that's on Thanksgiving. So the yeah. whole country gets to watch. Damn
0: right they do. They,
1: yeah. they get to lose brain cells watching that game. Holy cow!
0: Yeah, uh, golly, I think this is gonna be one of those years. Like Vince Sanders getting injured. Like there's gonna be some nastiness in that game. I'm just really not looking forward to it.
1: I think Ole Miss has got a great shot to go in there. And that's Ooh, fine. I,
0: I, I agree with that, but I'm talking more about just the, the disgusting say. bitterness. Maybe Shay can go from a whiny douche
1: to a cocky brat that we might. Like. Maybe he can <laughs> become Marshall. Anderson. All right, Sanders' question Do you think there is a pre packaged Flam Flam segment in that broadcast? The Eagle yeah, broadcast? Ooh.
0: Ooh, Steve Robertson. No, you see, I don't think they talk about flim flam because ESPN is not getting any points on flim flam sales. You know, let's be real; like it's 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 all about the the bottom line for ESPN, right? I don't think that they're going to promote someone else's book, but I will. I say... I don't it, think
1: they see wants them talking about rivalries that nasty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think Sankey, if he has any brain, so let's just move on. To the field. I agree. Um, I'm gonna pick up a new name for the Magnolia Bowl. This week.
0: That's good. Let's let's work on that. Let's come up with something more fitting. Maybe something that incorporates our new dumb mascot. Uh, you know what it should really be is the Confederate Bull, because as I've said many <laughs> as I've said many times on the show, Ole Miss, you know, gets the the brunt of criticism because we were too stupid back in whenever we named the team to come up with like some reference to the Confederacy. We basically just called the team the Confederates, whereas LSU. You know, they named their team after their state's most famous Confederate regiment, the Louisiana Tigers. Uh, and everybody just seems to forget that and not give them any, any flack for that. So I'm going to call it the Confederate Bowl uh, until you figure out something better. And I will also it's say on a, the point you be made a lot first, of be a lot what? A lot of bourbon you, in the goat.
1: You growth? could call it the bourbon bowl.
0: Bourbon bowl's is not bad because, it, you know, LSU fans are known for smelling like alcohol. Uh, don't miss fans like to uh, pride themselves on partying or whatever. I do want to address something you said, John. I don't think Shay could ever be Marshall Henderson um because Marshall was the underdog. Marshall came from Juco. Marshall, you know, it's just totally different. Shea Patterson he can become Marshall Henderson strictly from an encore antics perspective. Oh, I would love that, but I don't think i I, I think the personalities are too different for that to happen as well. but Being a bad Kelly type personality, big personality. Person. Yeah, I think Shea has a Gets fired he does, up. Ran over that dude. He showed something. Yeah, I, I give him a lot of credit for that play. That was awesome. He, he played a great game. I mean, especially yeah, he, when you looked at how not composed he looked against Vanderbilt's defense last yeah, year. Slowly getting, he, he's getting more comfortable. Yeah, I think so. And the schedule is going to let him do that. I, I think he's about to have a lot more comfortable games hey, coming Brown up. Brown
1: looks fully recovered from his ankle bit against Alabama, and that's or Cow. Yeah, yeah, cal It's been months. So yeah. That's key. So that's key. All right. And here's Wilkins being able to run for 100 yards, even if he's not that great or if it's just fake, it gives him some confidence too. So mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll All be right. interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what the game plan they have on Saturday is. Um, yeah, exciting game this weekend for sure. Be on the lookout for that. Um, we got basketball coming up here. We're going to have to do a basketball preview episode uh, one of these next couple of weeks. So be looking out for that. That's definitely coming. I know basketball media days a couple of weeks ago we didn't really cover anything, but – I don't know about you guys. I'm excited for this team for sure. Um, probably the deepest team AK's have with so many different pieces trying to play with. So we'll talk about that. Don't worry. We haven't forgotten, um, you know, as I said, a lot of times we first started the podcast. So one of the things we love about this show, uh, we hope you love it too, is that it's it's not just about almost football. You know, we talk about the other sports as well, and we, we like Bianco, we like Kennedy and, and those teams. So we'll talk about that stuff. What, what are you going to say, Austin?
1: Hey, I mentioned AK. I mentioned that he wanted in the Carrier Dome, which Clemson did not. You did You, so did,
0: I, you it, did. mention that. That's legit. So basically what you're saying is AK for Alabama's next head coach. Better than Dabo. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. The transitive property of winning in the Carrier Dome, yeah. Um, all right, but yeah, that, we'll wrap it up there for now. Um, Austin, thank you for sitting in, man. It's always great to hear from hear your perspective. You got a lot of great insights. John, thank you, my friend, for making some time here on your Sunday evening. Um, I don't know why I'm saying this, but as of now, this Cubs game is still 0-0. I'm sure why, when you hear this, the Dodgers will be sitting at 2-0. But hope for the best um, for now. For Austin, for John, Justin, thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you again uh, in about a week.